Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Today's host is Steve Myers, Senior Editor. Hi, this is Steve Myers, Natural Products Insider. I am not at Expo West, though originally we were going to talk at Expo West, but with me is Brian Morin. He's the sports category manager at Now Foods uh, in their Now Sports brand. Uh, Brian, we're not, we're not face-to-face as we had planned on being at Expo West, but um, through the the wonders of technology, we're able to still um, chat and, and record this podcast. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve. I'm excited uh, to get started on these topics. So Now Foods has been involved in sports nutrition. They have their sports nutrition brand called Now Sports. And you have an array of products. Um, to get started, maybe you can give us an idea of how now approaches the sports nutrition category as far as the products it offers and the types of consumers it expects to buy its products. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the first thing is with uh, our sports nutrition category um, at now, uh, we're offering supplementation options that are to be taken in conjunction uh, with a healthy diet and an active lifestyle. So uh, we don't claim and there's really nothing out there that's going to make you bigger, faster, stronger, uh, lose weight, um, you know, by just instantly taking it. And it's just going to be like some sort of miracle pill. You know, we don't have that. Um, We do the healthy lifestyle approach. So um, we believe, you know, in supplementation with, uh, you know, as I mentioned, a healthy diet and an active lifestyle. So um, we actually offer things on our site at nowfoods.com under our sports nutrition sec- uh, section to kind of fulfill that whole lifestyle aspect. Um, so we do offer on our site recipes that show you how to incorporate sports supplement into everyday foods and everyday recipes. Uh, we also have a stack program on our website, which gives you um, basically gives you stacks that show you what to take pre, during, and post-workout to achieve uh, whatever your fitness goal might be. And then we also partner with uh, numerous fitness professionals, influencers, and athletes. So we actually have workouts on our website as well, too. So again, that gives you the more holistic approach, uh, you know, as far as diet, you know, you can use Now Sports for supplementation, and then your active lifestyle as well. Uh, The second thing when it comes to sports nutrition products is we take the natural, transparency, and science-driven approach with all our products. So what I mean by this is when it comes to our products, we avoid using artificial flavors, colors. Um, we try we don't use sugar as much as possible. Uh, when we do sweeten our products, we do avoid things like sucralose or aspartame, uh, or those artificial type sweeteners. Um, the other thing we do is we, uh, when it comes to our products, um, initially with the bulk ingredients, uh, we test for identity, purity, and strength of each individual ingredient in the product, and then we then we do a finished uh, testing as well. And we do all this in our in-house laboratories, and we do it with the latest analytical instrumentation that uh, we are able to provide here at now. The other thing we do different with the sports category than some of our other supplementation uh, supplements and foods is we also test for adulterations and steroids in all of our sports nutrition products. Uh, and the majority of our products are actually Inform Sports certified, uh, which is a third-party company that uh, tests basically goes beyond kind of the steroid testing and it tests for the 200 plus products off the water list. Um, and I do want to take a minute and just kind of talk about Inform Sports and like the significance of their 
program because it is a third-party program. So just with sports supplementation in general uh, for athletes, uh, informed sports is really the highest quality insurance for athletes. And the reason for that is because they test every single lot of a product. So essentially what that means is every – Every time we run a product, uh, we have to actually put that product aside, and then we have to send a sample from that lot to uh, Inform Sport, and they test it for the 200-plus uh, substances on the water li- on the water list. Uh, and we cannot sell that product until it comes back uh, confirmed that none of those substances are in there. And then they take it a step further for the athlete. So anytime an athlete sees a product that has that informed sport certification on it, they can actually go to informsport.com, uh, look at look at look at the lot number, which is usually on the bottom of a supplement bottle. Type that lot number into their website, and that uh, on their website, a certificate will actually show up that shows the date that it's been tested on, and that it and then it that it passed its testing. So it really is a great program. Yeah, that's pretty slick. Uh, and I'm glad that you mentioned the, um, the the adulteration and the banned substance uh, testing. That's a that's a growing um, that's a growing enterprise in sports nutrition. I wanted to ask you uh, because it sounds like from your description and, and while you ca- you covered a lot there and, and we'll unpack some of that. But uh, when it comes to informed sport. It, it sounded like your products definitely are geared towards athletes, but that they're also friendly towards the average active consumer, you know, with the big influx of active consumers in the sports nutrition. Now, when it comes to informed sports, of course, drug tested athletes are the most concerned about that. But do you think there is a value in the informed sport to um, to the other types of consumers like active consumers and maybe athletes who aren't drug tested? Do you think it matters to them in, a, in a, maybe an indirect way? Yeah, um, I, I think it just goes to the quality of ingredients that are in the products. You know, um, a lot of the stuff that is on the banded substance list, uh, WADA's list, I mean, it's, it's just ingredients that, you know, might be more synthetic, um, aren't, you know, aren't done through natural processing. So if you're looking for a more clean type product, um, making sure that something is informed sports certified is going to do that for you. Great. And it's, and when we looked over, um, when you look at the roster of now sports products, um, of course, you mentioned the stacks and, and you've got your pre and inter and, and, and post-workout is your typical um, delineations. But I did notice, and, and one of the interests for us is uh, this category around energy. And I did notice that you guys had quite a, quite a number of products that if they're not entirely in what you would call the energy category, they certainly overlap into energy. Was this a conscious decision by now sports? Um, was there something you were seeing in the uh, energy part of the sports nutrition industry? Yeah, so uh, when we were looking uh, through numbers uh, last year, we did see that the energy category um, is something that has been continuing to grow over the past couple of years. Um, in our sports category specifically, it only grew about 5%, but that was with the basically the baseline of energy products that we've had. We haven't done anything new in the category in quite some time. Uh, So for 2020, our focus was really to try to kind of um, expand on that category. We saw a lot of potential with it. Um, So that's where we introduced a lot of our new products within that category. Um, And that was kind of what our focus was going to be for, you know, throughout this year for 2020 is to just really highlight um, the different types of energy products and, you know, the different ways to utilize them, both in sports and then in your, like, everyday lifestyle as well, too. If your formulation includes satisfying consumers' stim, pump, or swole goals, check out the latest MPI Sports Nutrition content under the Healthy Living tab at naturalproductsinsider.com. Now, back to our podcast. 
Sure. Well, I'd like to get into some of those uh, energy products, especially the newer developments. Um, can you let us know what, what, what you've got going on there in energy? Yeah. So yeah, I'll touch on some of the newer ones that we uh, currently just launched probably within like the last two to three months. Uh, one of them is our BCA Blast. Um, so our BCA Blast delivers five grams of branch chain amino acids, uh, natural caffeine, and electrolytes. Uh, so this is a thirst quenching supplement that assists in maintaining physical energy and focus during your workouts uh, mm -hmm. while adding the while adding the extra support for recovery from the, with the BCAs. Um, so the one thing we do with our, because um, we have another one, our BCA Big Six, which is also a branch chain amino um, sports type drink, um, you know, now is big in transparency. And so other, you, sometimes you might see on other labels out there, people will, will claim, you know, five grams of branch chain amino acids. But then when you look in the back of the label, it's actually a blend of like, you know, 10 to 12 different amino acids. So you're really not getting enough of any amino acid to actually do anything. Um, the most essential amino acids are the branch chain amino acids because that really helps with the recovery process. Uh, it starts the muscle protein synthesis within the body. And then your, the, your body uses that for fuel during exercise. But you really need at least five grams of, brand, of just strictly branch chain amino acids to do that. So that's what kind of this this offers. So it, it helps with the recovery process, gives your gives your muscles food, uh, your muscles fuel to you know sustain during long workouts. But then we're also giving you that natural caffeine, so it helps you get alert, uh, stay stim stimulates you a little bit, and gets you ready to work out right away type of thing. So that's one of the first new products we're working on. Uh, the other one that we have is we have our Effort Hydrate and our Effort Energy. Yes. Uh, so these are effervescent electrolyte supplements. So they're little tablets that you just drop into water. Uh, and then after about two minutes, you know, uh, it, 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 uh, it translates into a effervescent electrolyte sports drink. Uh, so we have four different SKUs of that. One of our SKUs is actually called Effort Energy, um, and that one is a little bit different because we actually have green tea extract. It's the same formula as the other three, but it has green tea extract in there to give you that added, added benefit of energy. Um, so basically what these do is, uh, so when you're, when you're working out and you're trying to rehydrate to be, to be able to achieve, be able to achieve peak rehydration, you actually ha have to have both fluid and electrolyte loss losses replaced. So they say after about like an hour worth of workout, you're going to, you're not only going to need to be, you need to have water, you're going to need to replace those electrolytes as well. So after a prolonged exercise, drinking about 1.5 liters of fluid for every kilogram of body weight loss or sweat loss is necessary to achieve that proper rehydration. Uh, and then in, in addition to that, you need about 300 to 700 milligrams of sodium per liter of fluid is ideal to, for the, to replace that sodium loss as well. Um, so with our effort hydrates, we actually have 360 milligrams of sodium per tablet, and then we have actually 1.5 uh, bicarbonate, for, which is a combination of sodium and potassium bicarbonate, which is a typically used during exercise uh, for, uh, to support recovery. So I noticed your um, the difference between the hydrate and energy versions as well as your energy. You touched on the natural caffeine, but the energy tabs also um, have some boosted B12, B vitamins. You have B12, B6. Correct. Um, so so it's a so the energy isn't just isn't just caffeine there, but on 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 the topic of caffeine, um, between those two products that you just mentioned, uh, the ones 
big thing to notice, and you touched on this when you talked about your overall approach as a company to sports nutrition, but you're looking at green tea extract in the tabs, um, which uh, has uh, some naturally occurring caffeine in your the total dose, I think uh, 125 milligrams of green tea, but 36 milligrams of naturally occurring caffeine. Very responsible amount there. And then in the BCA, BC, uh, the branch chain product, you use a coffee. Is it green coffee extract? Yes, correct. Green coffee yes. beans. Yeah. So you've got two natural sources of caffeine there. Obviously a conscious choice. Can you give us a little bit about um, why you feel that it's better as a company to offer these, this caffeine and responsible amounts from natural sources? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, you know, just from the stance that we take uh, in general when it comes to all of our products, uh, we are we're always going to take the natural route. Um, we just we just believe in believe in being natural here and now, and that's just something we've always stand by. Um, but from a caffeine pers perspective, if you're doing if you're if you're pulling a natural caffeine, it's things that um, you know is, is something that is typically used in nature. So your body's response to it is going to be better than something that might be synthetic. Um, the other thing with caffeine um, is that you got to remember, while it does do a good job of, of giving you that initial, initial energy boost, uh, once they wear off, you can actually be less feeling even more run down than you did before taking it. This is because they do nothing to address the underlying causes of low energy. One of the biggest issues, which is one of the biggest issues with poor nutrition. So that's why I know you mentioned with like our ephyrhydrates, how we have that B12 in there as well, too. So that's what we try to do um, with some of our products, uh, you know, with most of our products, actually. We try to uh, add something else to it, like a ribose or a B12 or a ginseng, something like that, that gives you more, that works at more of the cellular level. So it's going to okay. gradually increase your energy over time so that, so that a lot, consumers, when they take something that they think energizing they want to feel that instant instant energy and the thing that's going to give you that is that caffeine you know so that's so that's why we use that natural caffeine but when we can also add something to that like a b12 or like i mentioned a ribose something to that nature that's going to be what works at the cellular level so you'll you won't experience or you you'll get less of a crash that you typically do if you just drink a cu cup of coffee or like slam a energy drink or something to that nature and, and now, one of our other new go ahead oh go ahead I was just going to mention, too, one of our other new products that we have that's actually really good for that is we have a B12 Energy Boost Stick, which is a combination of 10 milligrams of B12. So it's got a, you know, a nice dose of B12 uh, with just uh, simply 50 milligrams of uh, natural caffeine, which is about maybe the equivalent to like a little less than a cup of coffee of caffeine. So that's like probably one of my favorite new products you take. Uh, we actually have them in a stick format, so it's convenient on the go. You actually can just rip it open and just eat it like a pixie stick. Uh, and then it gives you that instant energy, but it's also going to, because of the amount of B12 we have in there as well, um, it's going to give you sustained energy uh, throughout the day as well. So that's a good, not just for like, uh, you know, an athlete looking for like a pre-workout. That's a great just like product in general for, you know, your everyday consumer who's just looking for a little pick-me-up throughout the day or maybe in the morning type of thing. Now, it's it's good that you mentioned the difference between how, how caffeine applies to quote-unquote energy Um it's really, you know, in the brain and, and fatigue signaling, but not addressing the underlying energy production on a cellular level, which um, is, is largely a process driven by glucose. And you mentioned earlier about um, the overall approach, including limiting sugars and alternative sweeteners, um, which you've done in these products. Of course, sugar is a, one of the number one sources of our 
glucose um, in our diet. But what what you don't have necessarily as far as carbohydrates um, in, in these type of quick products, you certainly have other types of products I see in your listing that have um, that do address the underlying um, production of energy, which we know, of course, ATB, ATP um, in, on a cellular level. Uh, you've got things like ribose, which is a part of the structure of ATP, and you have uh, creatine, um, which can, you know, creatine phosphate levels in, in muscle. And you have a myelopactin. You have a product with a myelopactin. Is that right? That's, of course, carbohydrate. Uh, yeah, our waxy maze has that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I notice you have a number of other products that can that can address sort of the carb the carb end of things. So you really have a well rounded approach to energy. Correct, and and that that kind of goes back to what like I mentioned earlier too, like um, about our stack program. So now I mean now sports are, we have over 140 product, products in there, um, you know, and different things do different functions. So that's why kind of finding the right stack that fits your workout goal based on, you know, whatever maybe your body's not getting from food for whatever type of reason or for, you know, something you're trying to go above and uh, go above and beyond for a certain reason. That's why kind of stacking these different types of supplements together gives you that complete workout. And like you said, that this is what helps with energy in particular. So. And with the effervescent tabs, I, I know there's a lot of buzz around this delivery format, and and it seems to be that it seems to me that in in the energy category, is one of those categories where we're seeing a lot more innovation and drive to um, different delivery formats. I mean, we see it across other types of supplements, including in sports, but energy is really um, really hot for different things like bikes and shots and 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 these and the effervescent tabs. Um, which I've used, you know, many years ago. I think I had an L-carnitine tablet that was given to me in effervescent form, and and I, I thought it was great. And I, I hear a lot of people, especially in the active consumer market, are really in tune to to the tablets. Um, is alternative delivery something you're always experimenting with, and do you think that's especially so in the energy category? Yes, yeah, I, I do, and I think I think that's actually something where our line has kind of lacked in. Um, you know, we've done really well with coming out with like the powders and the capsules, and you know, producing those very quickly. Um, but as you mentioned, especially with the energy category, um, consumers, and I think in the sports nutrition world in particular, they're looking for different delivery systems. I mean, some of the stuff that's coming out is stuff that's been around for years because that's some of the stuff that has the most studies behind it uh, that's going to actually pr prove to be the most substantial to your workout. Um, but people are looking for stuff that, you know, when they're running a marathon that they, you know, can they, they can just, you know, have in their, have in a pouch and pull out and like, you know, rip open and take on the go. Or if you're biking, you know, you know, all day, you know, something that, you know, you can just put in your, your, your backpack or, or your, uh, or something that's connected to your bike. And just, you know, again, just, you know, something that's quick and you can take on the go big tubs of powder, big bags of powder that doesn't work um, in these situations. So um, yeah, with this year, um, definitely with like our tablets that we came out with, with our B12 sticks, which is just a single serve stick, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's the start of it. And I think we've got a lot of other things in the pipeline where we're trying to really try to play with that delivery system um, and expand on uh, areas that we have seen growth throughout the years. And we think that it has even more growth potential if we change up the delivery system on it. That's great to hear. One of the other things I wanted to unpack from what you mentioned a couple times, and especially in the beginning, is, again, on this idea of sweeteners. You know, we, we love these formulation insights 
um, and we've talked about some already, but you mentioned um, the artificial sweeteners versus more natural alternatives and this overall push that we're seeing within sports and, and, and outside of sports to limit sugar intake. That's the big one right now, right? And yep. so when you look at a lot of the legacy brands in sports nutrition, you're still seeing a lot of artificial sweetener use. And in some cases, some of the forward-looking brands are starting to move towards blended, a little bit of artificial, a little bit of natural, whereas you've, you've gone full tilt the other way. Uh, what do you see as far as sports nutrition and the artificial sweeteners? Is there a specific reason why you guys issue the, um, the artificial sweeteners? Is it scientific? Is it a health thing? Or do you just think it's what consumers want? Um, well, we've done it since we've 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 never really used artificial sweeteners just because we've always taken that stance here at now that um, all of our products we're going to try to do make sure they're natural. Um, and we have we have our de definition of natural on our website. And that's just one thing that we define as not being natural is the use of artificial sweeteners um, from a consumer standpoint. I really just feel like it's consumers are becoming more educated, um, you know, about the health concerns with uh, artificial sweeteners and, you know, the damage that sugar has done, you know, in, uh, in America, uh, you know, to date, uh, you know, with the, you know, with the whole, uh, the, the whole rise in, you know, d with diabetes and that type of thing. So I think people, more and more consumers are trying to avoid sugar, understand uh, the science that there are and the health concerns that there are with artificial sweeteners. Um, so that's kind of where the shift has been to go more natural uh, sweeteners from a consumer standpoint. Uh, but the thing is, with even with natural s sweeteners, uh, you know, consumers still want it to taste good. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of companies trying to do like blends and stuff like that, where they're not ready to completely get away from you know uh going you know 100 percent natural sweeteners they still want to have some artificial in there because it's it, it honestly you know um and uh, we get this all the time when you know uh ingredient suppliers will send us examples of different formulations and stuff try it you can tell right away like wow that tastes great i bet they use sucralose in there because sucralose is it's a it, it tastes good and it's a really and it's a really good ingredient it's a really cheap ingredient to use to make your product taste good but by the, but that's uh, natural standards that doesn't apply that doesn't go in now that doesn't fall into now's category we, we would never let that in so we constantly have to go back to companies and be like can you reformulate that with stevia or like a stevia monk fruit combination so or you know a stevia erythritol something like that but i think that yeah i think from now standpoint we've always stood by it i just think consumers are now getting more educated by it and that's why it's kind of shifted the demographics of the sports industry and i think the supplements and uh industry in general well, and now that makes sense. There are some companies and their consumers would be used to that, say sucralose. Um, um, there are some others that are used, but yeah, say they get used to that taste with sucralose and then you try to shift them into a new a new formulation of it. And, and maybe it does make sense to go step by step um, with first right. blending and then moving over. And then you mentioned that you guys never really did use, never did use the artificial. So I guess it might be tough to ask, but I'll throw it out there anyway. I, um, you can't, while you can't compare because you haven't done it, um, formulating with artificial and then formulating with all natural, are there any special challenges to formulating with um, natural alternative sweeteners that aren't sugar? Um, I, you know, I, I just, I just think the main one is taste. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's just so much easier to mask certain things. 
uh, like caffeine are branched chain aminos, which can be very bitter uh, with a with an artificial sweetener. Um, and again, not because we use it, but you know we do get a lot of like samples in when a, you know different suppliers are trying to you know tell you know show us how to utilize their ingredient, and we'll we'll try it in their format that they gave it to us, and it might have you know something that we can't have in there, you know an artificial sweetener that we won't accept in there, and it tastes great. And then we go try to, to try to replicate something like that. It always seems to be a challenge to try to mask certain things in particular like branched chain amino acids and caffeine uh, which have a very bitter taste um, with natural sweeteners uh, it's gotten a lot better um, you know there's the, you know because stevia you know there are some stevias out there that can have that bitterness to it so to try to mask a bitter with a you know a sweetness but then has a bitter aftertaste can kind of be hard but like we found things like combining stevia with monk fruit you don't get that bitterness from a monk fruit um, you know doing doing us doing a monk fruit and uh, erythritol combination kind of eliminates the cooling effect that you would get for something like a xylitol. Um, so it gives you more of that roundness, that f whole roundness sweetness that you would get from typically sugar type thing. So Sounds good. Now, before I let you go, I wanted to see if um, maybe we can uh, tap your brain a little bit to see um, um, what you think of the sports nutrition industry going forward. Where do you think, where do you think um, we'll see innovation? Where do you think we'll see new products? Where, what do you think is the hot area? Um, so I definitely think uh, you were onto something there with the delivery system. Um, you know, I think a lot of, like, like I said, a lot of the ingredients remain the same. I think it's just like the delivery system. I think we're going to find out more unique ways uh, for delivery system type things. Um, I do also think the uh, going from the energy category is expanding it to um, beyond just like pre-workout type stuff, uh, the gaming uh, industry is actually mm -hmm. growing substantially, um, and they're looking for something that you know that you know products that focus more on uh, alertness, um, you know, something to help you know with their help support their vision, stuff like that. So I think you're going right. to see more complex uh, energy type products that focus more on uh, you know uh, stimulating the brain and helping with eyes, you know, vision stuff like that than just strictly uh, caffeine and branching aminos that type of thing. Um, yeah, and, and then protein, I think that's going to continue to grow. I think, you know, they're still going to try to continue to find something that is comparable to whey, but doesn't, you know, but it's something that more that uh, people that are on a plant-based diet can utilize. Um, so, I mean, there's constantly always new plant proteins coming out. The biggest thing with that, though, is when you do a plant protein, um, you lose the amino acid profile that you get with whey um so you know you, you you usually have to combine it with numerous different right. plant proteins to make to, to make it better so i think that market's going to keep keep evolving and find different ways uh you know to compete with whey which is still the king even though the uh, plant protein is continuing to to grow so well sounds good thank you brian for joining us today and thank you everyone for tuning in to the insider healthy podcast and we'll see you on the next one Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts or through Google Play. Subscribe now to never miss an episode.